Everyone, welcome to Inbound After Hours. Today we have a superstar on the show. We have uh, Rand Fishkin. We've all been really looking forward to meeting you. We were quite nervous I'm earlier nervous. as well. We've been following you for years, every Friday. We, we get our team to watch yeah. your whiteboard Friday, so it's pretty nerve-wracking for us. So thank you. I am surprisingly unintimidated. I know. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, I'm we just as old as that. We all just went... <laughs> yeah. I'm slightly shorter than average. I have very tiny shoulders. You don't. You have nothing to worry about. Just for the uh, the viewers who don't know, Rand is obviously the uh, the co-founder and former CEO of a company, an SEO company called Moz. You're also co-founder of Inbound.org. You've uh, you've wrote a couple of books, which we'll chat about later, and you are the host of Whiteboard Friday. Yeah, so we great. see you every Friday in our office. <laughs> oh, terrific! So um, yeah, again, um, I'm sure everyone does know you, but Rand, what, what's um, what's your story? Yeah, well, let's see. I, you know, dropped out of college like a lot of entrepreneurs and started working with uh, my mom. I think mom and son uh, startup is probably the least venture backable <laughs> startup combination out there, but. It, yeah, it worked out for us. Uh, we, we started as a consultancy and we're in SEO and then we uh, pivoted into software really unknowingly. I mean, we had no idea what software subscriptions or software as a service were like. But uh, what we found was, you know, there was a, a huge amount of demand and um, a dearth of providers. And so we... Um, yeah, managed to sort of build a, a very successful business uh, for you know for its first seven years as a software company. Okay, Moz had 100% year-over-year growth, wow. and um, yeah, today is uh, growing much slower, but is about a 45 million dollar year business. Wow. Still amazing. Yeah, how we found marketing a software company from marketing the consultancy back in the day. Uh, it it is totally different, but vastly preferable, at least for me personally. So <laughs> yeah. you know my. Um, I intensely dislike sales. Yeah. Like I, I don't like selling um, people on ideas or services or products. I, I hate the, I don't know, the transactional nature of the relationships yeah. that form, right? If you and I hang out, I want us to hang out because we actually enjoy each other's company yeah. and we have stuff we want to talk about and share and yeah. think about together. And we share values and, you know, philosophy as opposed to, well, you know, let me, let me see what angle I need to take with yeah. this guy in order to try and sell him a product. Mm. I, I, and as I CEO, did you it. end up going into that sales role, just naturally sort of picking out yeah. a bit of consultancy? Right, as a, I mean, yeah. as a, so first off, when we were a consultancy, yeah. my mom was CEO. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I became CEO when we, when we turned software. Yeah. Uh, but also, I was doing a lot of the sales because yeah. I was the, the SEO yeah. person, right? It's uncomfortable yeah. to marketers, isn't it? We've all... Sound familiar. Yeah, yeah. We, we've had a similar sort of, uh, as you get bigger, you need to focus more on sales, who's going to do it. One of you guys, and we're all marketers, aren't we? Exactly. Got the it is uncomfortable. Yeah, so what I love, I mean, what I love about the software business, well, what I love about the self-service software business is that you essentially get to help people and then they reward you with their business if yeah. they love the help that right. you're providing. Yeah. So, you know, Moz was, I mean... It was about educating people. It was about uncovering all these mysteries and secrets that Google and the other search engines held. Um, it was about sharing things openly that many other, you know, especially in the early days, many other consultants and 
businesses and people in the SEO world didn't want shared. Mm. They thought, no, no, this is my this is my unique value. Yeah. I don't want to share that. That'll you know make me redundant. Yeah. And um, by opening up about that stuff, we well, a we pissed a lot of people off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, good stuff. But, but yeah. 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 right. I mean, if you're not if, if no one's angry, you're probably not doing anything yeah, important. Yeah. Uh, but B earned a, a big audience and following, and then that audience turned out to be exactly the right customers for for what we were building software wise. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So you got into video quite early, and I guess you did. Yeah. I yeah. guess yeah. most people know you from Whiteboard Fridays. Uh-huh. What? What drove you down that path? Well, it's, a, it's an interesting one. I'll, I'm going to be talking about it a little tomorrow um, at, at my inbound talk here. But the Whiteboard Friday was a total fluke, much like our software business, right? Total fluke. Uh, <laughs> Give yourself any credit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, you know, sometimes you do things that you like yeah. and you find a business yeah, model that can wrap itself around that enjoyment and that passion. And I actually love that model. Mm, I think that's, you know, far more than like, well, I went to business school, I got an MBA and I saw this underserved market where I thought I could make a lot of money. And I mean, that's like the world of investment Mm, banking. I kind of hate that. (laughs) That's like totally uninteresting to me. But, you know, I'm incredibly passionate about sharing my knowledge with other people. And so, you know, one of my coworkers grabbed a camera that we had ordered for, I can't even remember what we had it for, <laughs> but you know, it was an early video camera and he took an early video and um, I think we put it up using YouTube. Okay. Uh, maybe not even, it might've <laughs> yeah. been a pre, it was like 2007. So uh-huh. right around when YouTube yeah, you know, was yeah. getting out there. And the quality was crap. Uh, the it was our least successful blog post in weeks. Like it didn't really? do well at all. Okay. The next week we decided to do it again, even though it hadn't worked. Yeah. Mm. Um, and we kept we kept with it until probably about a year, two years in, we started getting better at it, yeah. and it earned a following. Right. So you know, if you were watching Whiteboard Friday the first few years, like you guys would be sitting around like, well, there's that Rand guy. Remember that terrible video he made? (laughs) What was he thinking? You know, but now, you know, that I think that's one of the the true challenges of, you know, content marketers and marketers who invest in organic channels overall is that you start out with a lot of low ROI, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, poor performing efforts, and then over time you get better at it. And unfortunately, Many marketers and CMOs and, and uh, you know, executive teams are trained to think of marketing as, hey, if I put a dollar in, mm-hmm. I better get a dollar twenty out, yeah. or hopefully a dollar fifty or two dollars. Mm-hmm. In our kind of marketing, right, or, or no. organic channels like SEO and, yeah. and uh, social media and content marketing and PR, very frankly, are the opposite of that. You put a ton of dollars in, you don't even get one dollar out for months and months until you start to get good at it. And then what you find is not only do you get good at it, but you get so good that your, you know, cost to acquire a customer through those channels is incredibly low. And the lifetime value of those customers is vastly higher than what it would be if they came through paid channels. So we talk a lot about the compounding effect of, of inbound in general. And yeah. Videos the same, isn't it? There'll still be people watching Whiteboard Fridays from four or five years ago. Well, and here's the crazy part. This is, the, this is I think, the reason we stuck with it after the first few episodes had bombed, which was we noticed that the audience that did engage with it had um, 
brand recognition and brand affinity in ways that people who just read a blog post, even three or four blog posts, didn't have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think video has this unique power to, uh, to create a brand and to amplify a message uh, that is not necessarily the, the strongest in terms of raw reach, okay. but is incredibly strong and maybe even the strongest of the content channels in terms of um, engagement, mm -hmm. right? Like it, it, I think it's because we all grow up watching people on video and on television yeah, and in movies and we get this association like, oh, if you're on the screen, yeah. you must be important. Yeah. Yeah. You must be stuff. credible, yeah. right? Yeah. And if I stick with it, I think maybe, you know, the YouTube generation, or the generations that have grown up with YouTube, that may change a little bit yeah. for them, mm -hmm. right? It, it may not be that case. But, you know, for folks who are in their late 20s to late 90s right yeah. now, they have that strong association yeah. that like, yeah. important yeah. video. Yeah. Right, yeah. you yeah. you must you must be credible. Yeah, it's a bit more passive as well, isn't it? So it's a lot easier to to, con to consume, isn't it, for a lot of people? Yeah. I think yeah, I think that's true too. Think and read. Yeah. Well, and what, you know, with Whiteboard Friday, it was one of those like we, we were fine, it got better. Did you know? We found that twenty-minute episodes, twenty-five-minute episodes, really didn't work. Mm -hmm. We also found that like sub three or four-minute episodes really didn't work. Mm -hmm. um, and we have this sweet spot between about five minutes and twelve minutes where to your point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Every Friday at lunch or yeah. you know at the office, a yeah. group of marketers yeah. can sit around and and watch it and then reflect and have conversation exactly. and eat lunch or whatever whatever it is that they do. Um, and so we we basically took that time that you might normally spend reading a blog post, mm -hmm. and if we could get inside that time frame, yeah. we knew it would work. I think the brand affinity has been quite when we started our video journey. I've noticed a difference in in the sales process as well because I feel like people know us a little bit yeah, so by the time I get to their office to speak to them they know whether they're going to like me or not oh, yeah. hopefully they haven't invited me they're not going to like me but <laughs> yeah they, they have a feel for the culture and whether we're going to work together I've, I found that quite good in our sales process I think that's helped a lot yeah I love I love that ability to almost um, introduce yourself in a scalable way yeah. right and say it, you know if you watch Whiteboard Friday you're going to know that you know Rand and Moz have sort of a particular outlook on yeah. the world. Yeah. Um, you're going to get a sense of the um, the values of the company and of the mm -hmm. person, and um, you know you're going to know that we don't take ourselves too seriously, and <laughs> yeah. that I never put on a suit and tie, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly, yeah. um, but you know I'm also not like. Mark Zuckerberg, where I think I'm so important that I'm just going to wear the same gray T-shirt every day. Yeah, but, exactly. You know, I'm going to make all the women in my company wear fancy outfits. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right? I mean, look, yeah. Sheryl Sandberg yeah. has to wear like thousands of dollars yeah. of clothing yeah. every day, yeah. you know, to be professional and yeah. to fit in in her environment. And Zuckerberg is like, oh, screw you! Yeah. I don't respect anybody <laughs> except me. So. Well, yes. We're kind of on our video journey now, hence you being here. And we, we found it really difficult in the early days with the uh, some of the kit we had. Um, some of our first videos wasn't too professional. I think yeah. I remember the first one. Yeah. Didn't record on the first we, podcast. Yeah, we, we got up and high fived each other and went, that was great. We was tense, <laughs> we was nervous. And uh, what, what's your kind of preparation tips for, for videoing? Do you just turn on and you naturally just go for it now? Or have you got a series of steps? 
I mean, one thing, uh, one thing I really advise is if you can avoid doing live video okay. uh, and give yourself time and practice to take to do multiple takes, okay. um, mm -hmm. that's a really wonderful thing, right? Yeah. So, you know, one one thing I think you will absolutely notice is that if you get, you know, um, an actor in yeah. a live situation, it's not the same, yeah. right? They don't have the polish and the crispness and the flawless delivery and the absolutely perfect skin and hair and clothing yeah. and right every scene looks phenomenal mm -hmm. but this is one of the great things about video is that you can spend the time to polish it up as much as you'd like yeah. um, and one thing we definitely observe so uh, for me I've done a ton of whiteboard Fridays right I, um, I, I do I think I've only ever in history had three where I did a take two yeah. okay. okay so for me, like it, it, I don't know. I guess I'm I'm relatively good at it. I'm a natural, whatever. And I also don't care if I screw up. If I screw up, yeah. I'll just make fun of myself right in front of the video. And yeah. It's fine. Yeah. 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 But a lot of people. Anyway, as well. Yeah. 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 well yeah. It's it's really engaging yeah. for yeah. folks yeah. actually. Yeah. 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 Great point. So it's a good tip. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the but for a lot of our guest folks who come in and do Whiteboard Friday, so we have we have lots of SEO people who you know come to Seattle, and if we can get them into the office we will uh, and for many of them it's take two or take three where they really deliver it yeah. you know with that polish mm. and that perfection and I I think that's what's great about video right? mm. I mean we're under a lot of pressures to do live video at the minute I think we've tried it on Facebook and we went to pot a little bit we, we got really nervous knowing that there was only four people actually watching it on Facebook live and it wasn't until <laughs> afterwards when yeah. it got a bit of traction uh, yeah. but I yeah. think the the mindset of being live, we just went to pieces. So it's the same. We don't do second takes. Yeah. But, well, so it's the yeah. same if it's live or not for us. But it, it's just knowing you're live and you don't have that ability to. We always say to clients, look, if you come and do a video and it's bad, we'll just delete it and do it again. Yeah, exactly. No, nothing's yes. lost. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just having that mindset when it was on Facebook Live, we were all just oh, a little bit. <laughs> Reminded me that's the first time you didn't fluff the opening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't do. think it's just repetition <laughs> it now. Yeah. Sorry, I don't think I'm totally familiar with that verb. Fluff? Fluff, yeah. fluff, fluff the mess, opening. It mess it up. Mess it up. Mess it up. Yeah, yeah. Mess it up. the northern. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's we, we got fluff a good 15 episodes, a little slightly different opening yeah. so far. In, in we we'll leave them in. Yeah. Yeah. We, we never found it as natural as you. We made a lot of errors uh, yeah. of uh, fluffs, as you say. <laughs> and I think yeah. we're 15, 16 episodes in now, so we're pretty relaxed. This is the first time we had a beer, actually. We had a beer during podcasts. Oh, yeah, there you go. we do it after work. So that works quite well, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. So great. Breweries downstairs, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's easy. Yeah. We're lucky enough to have a, a, a brewery downstairs, a bar. So. Uh, oh, that sounds we terrible. Just, we just bring, <laughs> just bring them up. You guys have a hard life. Yeah. One thing we've noticed is you speak a lot at conferences. You're here, there, and everywhere, traveling a lot. What, what's um, what's your motivation to do that? You don't have to do that now, do you? In the position you're in, what what motivates you to? Uh, speak so much yeah so uh, conferences and events are hugely important for me on um, basically three vectors so one is pretty obvious and that's marketing right? yes yeah. so essentially getting the Moz brand yep. um, out there and being able to sort of craft and shape messages in the in the SEO world right so I, you know if there's something in particular that I feel very passionately about and I want people to know about and want people to understand, especially if it, you know, if it's something that our software can help them with, yeah. 
then uh, I like to talk about that. Usually I'll start talking about something long before our software can help people with it. Mm. And then it's, it's really number two, and that is learning from the audience uh, and from other speakers what they want. Okay. Right? So being able, this is essentially, you know, when folks talk about in, in startup world, uh, customer development and customer research and customer interviews um, and audience interviews, that is exactly what I get to do, mm -hmm. even with you guys here, yeah. right? Yeah. So, the, you know, technically, I suppose you're interviewing me, right? But I'm learning about what you do exactly. and I'm learning yeah. about like what kinds of, um, you know, content appeals to you, where you struggle. Okay, live video is really tough for those yeah. guys. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you know, recorded exactly. video. I, we should do a Whiteboard Friday that has some tips mm -hmm. on like, yeah. okay, how do I you make a better recorded video mm -hmm. that yeah. can perform well in search engines yeah. and that... that yeah. Oh, yeah. well, it turns out, you know, uh, what Moz does is this, you know, we have this tactic where we take a video and we'll, um, we'll film it, we'll put it up on, on our own website using Wistia yeah. as the embed, yeah. and then three months later, we'll put it up on YouTube, yeah. which seems really weird. Why wouldn't you put it up on YouTube? <laughs> well, because we want people to subscribe to Moz and to yeah. know all the videos come out through our channel so we can own the user experience. Only later do we want to put it on YouTube yeah. so that if someone does a search on YouTube, yeah they can find it. And then we also own two ranking spots in Google. We'll own the top one with our blog, second one with YouTube. Yeah. Great, now we have double coverage yeah. in, in SEO, right? So it's, it's those kinds of tactics. So yeah. yeah, Julie, I think we have a two-week delay, so yeah. we need to extend that. Yeah. yeah, it seems to index okay on our site first, yeah. so like with, even with the shorter delay than, than you're talking about, and that's, that's worked well for us, hasn't it? Do you think that's gonna change? Like, I know, the, the video landscape on SERPs has changed a lot. I mean, the, the big change was that Google essentially said no one gets to rank but us. Yeah. Um, which, um, I, you know, I, I think in the, in the European Union, it wouldn't surprise me if eventually that comes under some regulatory fire. I think, you know, sadly here in the U.S., you will not see any of that because uh, Google is such a big lobbyist. Yeah, of we have legalized bribery here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not working out so well. Yeah. I don't recommend it personally, but you know, if you choose to go we, that right, I'll uh, what they want. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to follow up on your other question. That the, the third thing that I get from conferences is networking, networking right? So yeah. meeting meeting people in person, you know, right. being able to say hi to other entrepreneurs and other marketers. And I, I mean, so for example, let's say two weeks ago, uh, you emailed me and said. Um, hey Rand, we put out this piece of content. We'd really love if you check it out and maybe share it. Well, what, you know, I get a lot of those. Maybe I'd check it out. Maybe <laughs> if it was absolutely incredible <laughs> yeah, and totally yeah. unique, I would share it. But after we've met in person, mm. your, right, your odds of getting me to share that have gone yeah. way up. Yeah. And the same is true for me, yeah. right? So every person that I meet that, that becomes like a you know, especially if we get along, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. obviously, yeah. right? Yeah. Obviously, if we're all hanging out and they're like, well, <laughs> that guy's the worst. Yeah. That's, that's not as effective, but, but, but that, those in-person connections are super powerful. So it's, it's really those three. It's marketing, it's customer research, and it's networking. Yeah, I mean, a lot of talks today, especially Brian's, I've probably another four talks talking about mission, core mission. So yours, what you're saying really is just add value. That, that's what drives you then giving people education, value, and that, that's what... Well, and certainly learning from them yeah, as well. So I, you know, I don't want to have this um, impression that I know everything and that, mm -hmm. I, you know, that my job is merely to, to share all these things that I know. 
I don't know. Especially in this There's industry. A, yeah, yeah, especially in SEO. Yeah. I guarantee there are 10 people in the SEO field who on any given topic know way more than I do. And where I have been able to really benefit is, is through the aggregation and curation of those networking, you know, yeah. of those relationships mm -hmm. and those, um, you know, in some cases partnerships and in a lot of cases, you know, consuming and pointing to other people's content, which is why my slide decks are filled with references to other people, so yeah. which is another pro tip. If I get up on stage and I go mention somebody, yeah. if I've never met them before and they find out yeah. that I've mentioned them, oh my God, we are best friends, <laughs> yeah. right? Definitely. Like they will bend over backwards. Yeah. They would love to sign up for Moz, right? Like. It's a powerful um, amplifier. human that as well, doesn't it? Like you can mention someone, yeah. but you're thinking, this guy will never get back to me. Yeah. And he's like, Moz have mentioned us. Yeah. 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 I had a crazy experience. This was like two weeks ago, totally outside our world, but, but it illustrates this perfectly. So my wife and I are huge fans of the Oregon Shakespeare Festival. Yeah. We got married down in Ashland, Oregon, okay. uh, nine years ago now. And so we go back there for anniversary, We're, and we, we, we go to a show. We see one of the actors from one of the shows, like, walking outside, which is cool. You know, you're in small town Oregon, but it's sort of like, oh, it's like a Broadway star. Yeah. And he's been in television and movie stuff, too. And, uh, and you know, he sort of looks at us, gives us a smile. We're like, oh, man. So uh, <laughs> Geraldine goes on Twitter and was like, oh, you know, he was, this guy was smiling at me. I'm like, no, no, no. Who's smiling? Me. <laughs> well, long story short, Twitter conversation leads to uh, him inviting us out for drinks oh, uh, later. Yeah. Um, and now we're going to go see a one-man show that he's oh. putting on. And, right, right? So it just has that, like, you know, yeah, right? Like, the platform, the, the ability to mention someone in a positive way or in a way that gets their attention can transform you from total strangers to come fly down and see my one-man yeah. show, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Whatever the equivalent of yeah. that relationship is in the professional world. Yeah. Fantastic. It's like the good side of influencer marketing, isn't it? Like, you read a lot of stuff online, it's like, kind of falsely build these relationships with people because you've got an end goal and it's very transparent and yeah. coming and doing real life stuff like conferences and events and stuff, you're actually doing proper outreach and networking and you know you don't know where that's going to go or be used further down the line. You can yeah. see that falseness as well, can't you? Yeah, of course. You can spot that in someone in my life. Hey, I loved reading your blog URL. <laughs> gave, yeah, you can see I it. I saw someone way. after a talk earlier, and uh, I can't remember which one it was, and probably shouldn't say who it was anyway, but he was walking out. It was the, the guy who spoke, and someone had waited to go and ask a question and was saying, No, no, you ask your question, and then she was following him down the corridor. <laughs> <laughs> so, what we do is this, and yeah. he was just like, and you just have to summit. No, exactly. <laughs> if you come in at with an ask first, yeah, it's not yeah. going to go down as well, is it? Like you said, with people yeah. asking you for shares and things. It's weird. I think the only there's like there's there's this one environment where very hyper transactional relationships work, um, and it's the San Francisco Bay Area, like okay. tech startup world, <laughs> yeah. which I despise. Yeah. Like I, I hate yeah. it. It's not for me. It works for some folks, but I I, I really dislike that transactional yeah. sort of relationship, and I think that. You know, for some folks um, who reject that, you 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 want to think about okay, how how can I build a relationship that is uh, founded on um, sort of 
pure doing good things, yeah. right? As opposed to me benefiting and you giving me benefit. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's sort of a, an even better way that I've found to, to relationship build than the, you know, what can you do for me and what can I do for you? Yeah. I think the, the, the trade and swapping, that's like the common advice, yeah. but the, for example, hey, let's, you know, Rand, would you come hang out and do a, a podcast and a video filming series? What, what is our goal here? We, we want to help other people, other people exactly. in the marketing exactly. and business yeah. and entrepreneurial exactly. worlds. Yeah. And we both have that same goal. Yeah. And it benefits both of us, I guess, sort of in, you know, nebulous ways. Yeah. Uh, but most of the benefit is for the people who, who watch and see. Yeah. Awesome, right? Yeah. This is a great mission to get you know, me or someone 10 times more important than me yeah. Uh, yeah. onto a show like this. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Inspirational stuff. <laughs> let's, um, let's talk about, you've wrote two books so far, is that correct? And, and have a third one. And you're on your now. third yeah. one, which yeah. we have uh, regarding ups and downs of startup culture, is that correct? Yeah, that's has right. my research uh, proven me right? So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nailed it. Yeah, yeah. it. Okay, and do you want to talk about that a little bit more? What's, um, how far along are you with, the, with this book? Sure. I, uh, let's see. As of last week, last week? Um, it is the, the manuscript is considered transmitted okay. by my publisher. Yeah. Um, so yeah. traditional publishers, I'm working with Penguin Random House, yeah. but uh, traditional publishers have, have these very, you know, formal sorts of structures yeah. Um, yeah. that they use. And so transmission basically means not the manuscript is in its absolute final form, but it means you get like your second of your three mm. author okay. royal, you know, you know, down payments, and and that also that. Uh, it, you then move on from editorial to copy editing, um, but so it's in a it's in a good place. It's expected to be out, I, I think, sometime in March of okay. next year, maybe That's April, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And uh, the title of the book is Lost and Founder. Lost and Founder, okay. yeah, which I think book. describes it pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For any of you who started a company, you know, yeah, I've been there. Yeah. 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 been through the pain. Yeah, so we'll be interested to uh, to read that when that comes out. So yeah, yeah. You sounded okay. hurt then. <laughs> no, been we've been. Through it. it's, uh, it's, it's painful. It's painful. There was moments. As I'm yeah. sure you're mentioning your book. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is you know, this is I think a a journey that many people go through and feel very alone. Yes, yeah. um, and they. And I think all of us do this incredibly foolish thing, consciously or unconsciously, incredibly foolish thing where we compare ourselves to only the most successful <laughs> entrepreneurs in our field, right? So yeah. it's not, hey, that guy down the street started a chips shop. It's, how am I doing against Richard Branson? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking, right? Like, yeah. why, why would you compare yourself against him? But that, that's what we do, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's, that's because the... You know the media focus is very much on the um, the huge outlier successes yeah. rather than the you know average everyday mm. entrepreneur. And so a little bit of the book. I mean, Moz is obviously a company that's, that's bigger than many um, and and has had some success. But um, my hope was to kind of tell a uh, I guess what you want to call a middle of the road sort of startup story. Like, okay, Moz is. $45 million a year, but it's growing slowly, slower than certainly venture capital investors okay. would like. And um, it's hit a lot of struggles and road bumps over the years, made a lot of mistakes. And I think there's a lot more that you can learn from, here are the things that I would do differently if I were to do this yeah. again, yeah. than 
here's how I had my amazing, incredible, <laughs> multi-billion dollar success. Yeah, that's so true. Okay, I've just been to a, sorry, Andrew, I've just been to a talk with their partners and they had a board where they're all sat and that's all they talked about, everything they did wrong during their, during their journey to Diamond. Yeah. And I was just... Yeah, yeah, I love right, that. Yeah, writing this down. Yeah. Let's let's us not do them same mistakes. It's yeah. very similar. Yeah. So uh, sorry, I'm. No, I was going to say it's just a really nice approach to to write a book like that and have that sort of humility. To I think showing your own vulnerability as well. Yeah. Like, it's connects, connects empathy it? with people and connects with the audience, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a little. You know, you pour your heart out and yeah. you have a little bit of that. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh man, how am I going to feel when people read this <laughs> yeah. and know this? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, hopefully it's helpful. It'll bring more people around you think the same way, though. That's yeah, yeah sir, I mean, certainly Which that's the goal. Cool. You're not going to reach the, no. you know, there's a segment. Get of rich in five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will not write that book. <laughs> <laughs> Ten minutes. No. Yeah. Ten years. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think we'd miss an opportunity if we didn't talk about SEO. Yeah, sure. Yeah. SEO being on here mm -hmm. and... Like you say, you're around the circuit. What are, what are people talking about in SEO? What are the hot topics right now that people are, people are chatting about? Yeah, I'd say, um, which this is usually the case, there's usually sort of the here's new opportunities and here's a bunch of things we're fearful of. Yeah. So on the here's a bunch of things we're fearful of, I think folks are scared that Amazon is eating all of e-commerce yep. um, and that people are not, that, that over time people won't, go to Google and explore other channels for yeah. finding pro goods and service and products and they'll, they'll just use Amazon, which is pretty scary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All I hear um, at the in-laws, both of them, uh, just go on Amazon. Yeah. yeah. What, are you going yeah. to Manchester? Just go to Amazon. Start from there now, don't they? Mm -hmm. it's, it's a huge... Well, you can't get it on there. All right. Well, <laughs> somewhere else. else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, I'm worried about that. Mm -hmm. um, I, think, I think that would be a, a bad thing for you know, the world's economic yeah, growth yeah. and certainly for entrepreneurship and um, and would eliminate a lot of startup opportunities. It's also dangerous for search. But that being said, um, Amazon search is starting to become interesting. Amazon only has about a 160th the search volume that Google does. But, you know, 160th is still, it's still something. It's yeah. still a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. um, the other big fear that I hear from folks on the, in the SEO world is around voice search. Yeah. Um, and specifically voice answers. So voice search, not particularly scary. What, what's the difference if you type it in or if you say it? Yeah. It doesn't matter. But if you get a voice answer, that is fundamentally different from a list of results that yeah. you could yeah. choose from. Yeah. And SEO for voice answers is essentially, you know, either you're the featured snippet or you're not. Yeah. Mm. And if you are the featured snippet, be prepared to get no value from that. Yeah. Right, because Google's going to give the answer that they scraped from your site without credit. Yeah. So, yeah. do you want to be that answer, or do you want to let one of your competitors be that answer? Mm. That's interesting. It's mm. yeah. it, it is not a fun game. It's not just a prisoner's dilemma. It's sort of like a prisoner's dilemma, but no one gets let out. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so those are those are on the fear side. On the opportunity side, uh, certainly, we've been having the conversation for a few years around the growth of SERP features. Yeah. So not just you know the classic PPC and SEO results. Yeah. Um, and I've got some data I'll be sharing tomorrow about the percent of clicks and percent of results that show all those different ones. Awesome. Um, and there's a, there's a tremendous amount of opportunity yeah. in everything from you know the knowledge panel to the featured snippets yeah. to images and videos and what what used to be called news and is now called top stories. Yeah. Um, so that that's a big one. I think another big one is um, many SEOs talking about 
uh, an emerging ranking factor. I think it's emerged over the last few years and today is quite powerful, which is sort of, um, it's either called like searcher task satisfaction um, or, or overall searcher satisfaction. And that's essentially, can the searcher accomplish their task efficiently and effectively on this page versus this other page? And Google's gotten so good at knowing that that many sites and pages that do a better job of it are outranking their competitors who have more links, yeah. better mm -hmm. keyword targeting, have done you know all their SEO markup well, have done all their technical SEO, use schema, have you know clean code, all this type of stuff. And it's like, well, this this site has done nothing right from a classic SEO yeah. perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you can do the thing you want to do there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and you can do it better than you can over here, and so. Who cares if the keyword's not in the title tag? Yeah. So that is that is shifting around a little bit. It's not it's not overwhelming yet, but it's yeah. getting there. It's quite interesting on Twitter. Whenever you put out that as a theory over the last year or so, that's one of the things that gets quite a lot of bite back, isn't it? Yeah, in yeah. The community. That's, that's pretty fun. And then yeah. occasionally, right, like <laughs> throw it out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's I think it's saying that. Again, yeah. right? uh, so. What's been nice to see is that um, engineering folks from Google, right, folks on the search quality yeah. team, have been pretty open. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're doing that. Yeah, um, and it's only sort of the the like webmaster trends yeah. analyst people who are like, what? No, that would be ridiculous to yeah, use that yeah, as a factor. Yeah. And you have like, <laughs> I'm gonna go with the people who write the code. Right. Also, I tested this, and I can see it for myself. Yep. So. Yeah. I don't believe you. No, <laughs> and it makes sense. It's better. Like if the users oh, get what they want, ultimately that's it what is Google insane <laughs> to imagine Google yeah. not doing it. No, exactly. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Agree more. Okay, so we're, we're wary of time. So um, a couple of things. Where where's the future then for Rand Fishkin? What, what's uh, what's going to happen in the next twelve months? Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to be leaving Mars. Okay. Um, we, yeah, in a few months here. Yeah. Which, uh, which our, our CEO uh, announced on the blog this okay. summer, and yeah, um, not not my not the happiest thing in the world for me. But uh, yeah, my plan is to build a new new company. Oh, great. Um, great. Probably will it will not be in SEO software. I have a, <laughs> yeah. a non-compete, but um, yeah. I'll probably do something in the marketing world still. Well, great, fantastic, exciting, and and more books. Uh, you know what, I'm gonna see how this one goes. It was, it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's an incredible amount of work and it is also a, I feel like you need to, great books come from powerful experiences. So I think until I build my next thing and really have a, a concrete um, set of experiences I can write about, yeah. I might wait. Yeah. What about kids book? Kids book, that sounds pretty book lovely book. actually. Yeah. It's something completely different. No, no, yeah. yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah. I went to talk this morning about writing. Little whiteboard illustrations, yeah. Yeah. stick figures, all yeah. that. Went to talk this morning about writing a book and he made it sound really easy. Oh. I was sat there thinking it's not. And yeah, we should you... uh, bum rush that stage. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. That, is, that is not the case. Yeah. No, it didn't sound it. I was kind of taking notes and he said, he was a good guy, he was really energetic. I enjoyed his talk. but. Start talking about going on Upwork and things like Elon's and stuff to get your book. And it's oh, like, whoa! <laughs> yeah, this I, isn't the route I don't want to go. Down. I guess that's technically a book. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's what I think. Phone and get a ghostwriter. So. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of talk and people out there just saying, write a book, get a sticker that says I'm an author, and oh. it's an influencer thing, and mm. it's, yeah, it's 
I mean, at that way. point, it's like, I have a Twitter account. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. Yeah, exactly. No well one's done. Read it. Oh, you yeah. managed to type your password twice. I'm impressed. Yeah. Yeah. We've got two girls back at the office, Amy and Danielle. They're massive fans of you. Could you just give a shout out to them to them girls? Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Amy and Danielle, I, I hope to see you at a conference sometime soon. Be Definitely. great to meet you. Okay, well, uh, thank you again so much. Oh, and, my uh, pleasure. We'll, we'll come and see you tomorrow anyway. So, uh, best of awesome. luck and uh, absolutely brilliant. Okay, thanks, thanks guys. Thank you, Rand. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, thank thank you. Take care, care guys. Cheers. And uh, don't forget to uh, to buy Rand's book when it comes out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. We don't normally do plugs. That was good. Bye bye.